Welcome to One Word Check-In, the weekly check-in for those who spend so much of their lives checked out. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy our lives are, it's important to periodically pause and check in with ourselves and with others so we can stay connected to the present moment. Because that's where God is, right here, right now. The One Word Check-In is a common group builder activity that allows participants to summarize feelings in one word. This activity requires us to check in with ourselves and names our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. Hi, I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now or where you are in life. You can pause if you need to reflect on just the right word. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, so hyphenated words and phrases are allowed. Let's check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on one word that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. This week's scripture is Mark 9, 14 through 29, the healing of a boy with a spirit. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, they were immediately overcome with awe and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. He answered them, you faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? He said, From childhood. It has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the, of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You spirit that keeps this boy from speaking and hearing, I command you, 
come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he was able to stand. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, This kind can come out only through prayer. There were two words that drew my attention this week. Fire and water. For those who know me, I'm a sucker for symbolism. So I immediately began exploring why it was fire and water that the boy was cast into often. For those who have attended church for even a minute, you may see the potential for religious symbolism in these two images. Fire often represents the Holy Spirit. In the Hebrew scriptures, God was present in the burning bush for Moses in the pillar of fire leading the Israelites through the wilderness, and in the lamps that continuously burned in the temple. Water has religious symbolism too, as believers are cleansed in the waters of baptism. And Jesus even refers to himself as living water to the woman at the well. However, these two images in verse 22 don't suggest religious symbolism in this context because the Father said, The Spirit has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Fire and water can be destructive and have destroyed people and their livelihoods. But the boy had been saved from these elements often. The author of Mark is probably using these images to show the extreme suffering the boy experienced, similar to the garrison demoniac in chapter 5, who violently beat and cut himself with stones. However, I could not pass up the contrast of the images, which the author of Mark used frequently. Fire and water do seem like contrast as water extinguishes fire. Yet there are contrasting aspects within each one. Fire can be destructive, but it is also part of the refining process that takes out impurities. Water springs forth life, but it can also drown. So what does fire and water have to do with this passage? Let's take a step back and talk about what is happening in this passage. There's a lot that's happening in this passage. Well, first of all, it's important to know that this story takes place after Jesus, Peter, James, and John return from the transfiguration. When verse 14 says, when they came to the disciples, it is referring to when Jesus, Peter, James, and John return and join the nine other disciples who were not present on the mountain. 
the nine had attempted to cast out an unclean spirit in Jesus' absence, but they failed. I mean, that's why there was a ruckus. The disciples had been given the spiritual gift of healing, but they weren't able to heal the boy, which fueled the skepticism from the scribes. Then Jesus appears, probably still shining in full glory from his mountain transformation. When the crowd immediately saw him, they were overcome with awe, a perfect response when sensing God's presence. Even later, when Jesus comes near the boy, the spirit convulses, as it does when Jesus casts out the spirit. The boy then lies motionless like a corpse, which is quite the contrast from seizing and foaming at the mouth. Most of the people even assumed he was dead until Jesus takes the boy by the hand and lifts him up. We can't overlook the hint at resurrection imagery here. Jesus is the one who could cast out the unclean spirit, not the disciples. Jesus is the one who resurrected the boy from his suffering and gives him a new life. When the nine disciples asked Jesus why they couldn't cast out this spirit, he said to them, This kind can come out only through prayer. We did not see Jesus pray over the child to invoke the Holy Spirit, nor did he lay his hands upon him. So what could Jesus mean? Perhaps we could look at the other contrast, belief and unbelief, the faithful and the faithless. Jesus' ability to heal and the disciples' inability. Jesus' transformation and the absence of the disciples' transformation. What role does prayer have in our transformation and in our faith? What does it empower us to do? Well, I invite you to worship with us at Foothills United Methodist Church in La Mesa, California on Sunday, October the 24th, when Pastor Greg explores the role of prayer in his sermon. Go to our website, foothillsumc.org, to find the links for online worship, or where you can find us in person at 10 o'clock a.m. So what does fire and water have to do with this passage? Well, I invite you to explore that further on your own. Now, I could certainly see how these images are only used to show the boy's dire situation. But I can't let go of the religious symbolism especially if Jesus is teaching the disciples the importance of living a prayerful life and how prayer empowers us to be transformed. Now, the beginning of our transformation begins at baptism, whether we were baptized as infants or later. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire.
fire and water are present at the beginning. And God's presence continues to be with us throughout our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit and the refreshing waters of redemption. As we continue to transform our lives, may we often be cast into the fire and into the water as we refine a prayerful life with Jesus. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Grace and peace.